Favorite Jeff, come on. Pandemic. I can't believe you're not thinking of anybody named Jeff. Jeff Goldblum? Yes, that's okay. my favorite Jeff. Okay. Well, I love must, his must, must go style. faster. Well, must go faster. No, I just I, I just love his uh, uh, the dinosaurs are mm-hmm. running around <laughs> everywhere. The tr- the, you gotta watch out for that Tom Velociraptor. <laughs> now you're that's pretty good. That's your say it's almost a little bit of a McConaughey you got in there. It is. It's kind of a McConaughey slash Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, it's Got good. Do there it. Is a, Do it again. A seal of approval. So- <laughs> you gotta. You don't ever. Uh, you don't ever want to get in a fight with a dinosaur. You'll end up. Uh, gira- you'll just end up getting your dress kicked. Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. Before we proceed on with the precede, proceed. Before we proceed on with the uh, hilarity that's no doubt to ensue uh, with this podcast, a couple of things real quick. Uh, one, uh, I believe sometime in the coming days, uh, We're Not Wizards had us on. Richard Simpson, a very nice fellow, uh, had me and Jerry on. So if you want to hear more of us, you can hear us make fools of ourselves on We're Not Wizards with Richard Simpson. Check it out. Also, the sound on this episode, I don't know what happened. It's a little weird, but it's only for a few minutes. At about the, uh, well, depending on how long I record this, it was about the seven-minute mark. It's whenever Jerry says, well, I wanted to talk about a game, and he starts talking about Wonderful World. Uh, then the sound clears up. Not sure what happened. It may not even be noticeable to you. It probably is. It was, it's not bad, but I just wanted to make sure that you knew, that we knew, that something sounded weird. Anyway, enjoy the show. Go. Why is it so quiet in here? Oh, Jerry. I wanted to talk about something oh, that God. was on my mind. This is the Board oh, Game Snob Podcast. This isn't our hundredth episode. This guy me, hey, what's up? What's going on, everybody? No, it's not our hundredth episode. I'm coming into this one high energy. I was a little low energy last time. I'm still low energy. I don't need a lot of energy. I, My mitochondria I, I fires need it. at a pretty consistent rate. Gina often tells me, apparently President Trump called somebody low energy. Mm-hmm. And Gina has used that, and she uses it on me quite frequently. <laughs> She's, you're low energy. When I'm just sitting on the couch watching TV, that's what I like to do. So sue me. Actually, don't sue me. Why does someone actually... <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> You're under litigation for sitting on the couch. You we charge you, you with low energy. <laughs> but by charging you, wouldn't that give you energy? It's we're charging, kind of a weird thing. We're charging you with sloth. One of the seven uh, deadly sins. Is oh, it deadly? I wa- it can be. If you sit on that couch too long, you just artery's going to claw. Actually, there has been like video gamers that have sat for too long, causing blood clots. Then they mm-hmm. stand up. And it kills them. That happens. That's why I fear for Enrique. What were you about to say? You had some of that banter. Mm. Oh. 
Um, Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait for that banter. No, it wasn't banter. It was uh oh, I was watch I was looking up okay, I recently watched uh 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 what was it? I watched a movie, it was a buddy cop movie. Bad boys, it came on TV. Mm. I love, what you gonna do? Uh, I love buddy cop movies. Love it. I, I love don't. them. Why? Because it's cliche and it's the oh same old, same old. You, you hate uh, everything. I do. Go ahead, though. But, Don't let me ruin the parade. We're buddies. But we're not cops. This is a buddy board game show. You would be a terrible cop. Why? <laughs> How do you, you don't know me. You don't have any oh deductive <laughs> skills. <laughs> you can't shoot. You can't run. Hey, you've never seen me on Call of Duty. <laughs> oh, oh, what's your KDR? Oh, yeah, I got you. I know how the kids talk. I, I played Call of Duty once just some, to make I sure got, I knew. I got crazy, legit KDR, man. Yeah. Um, oh, so anyway, my point was, so I look up best buddy cop movies, because I like, uh, you know, uh, 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 basically anything Jackie Chan does. <laughs> He's got, you know, Chris Tucker. Uh, who's the wow? Who's that? Owen guy? Wilson. Owen Wilson. Yeah, Shanghai Nights, Shanghai Noon. Oh uh, wow, Wilson. Oh, oh wow, Wilson. Ninety percent excited or ten percent scared, or maybe it's ninety percent scared and ten percent excited. What's that from? Uh, Shanghai Nights. Armageddon. I don't even remember that. I don't remember Armageddon very well. I forget he's in it because he died so quickly. He dies very quickly. <laughs> it may have been one of his first uh, few shows. Yes, we call movies shows here in the South, apparently. But anyway, again, back to my original point. They had freaking seven on there. It's like one of the top best buddy cop. I like, I don't, when I think of buddy cop shows, I'm thinking like funny, you know, witty, having a good time. Not wow. not what's in the box. Not what's in not the box? seven. <laughs> Seven's like one of the most disturbing movies ever. They kill his wife and put her head in a box. Gwyneth Paltrow. Wow. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with that. Uh, yeah, that's not a good buddy cop movie. The, no. no, no, it's no. not. It's that's I like agree. calling Silence of the Lambs a buddy cop show. You got that Clarice and Hannibal. They're making a prequel. No, they're making a sequel to Clarice. They're going to call it. They're making a TV show called Clarice post Silence of the Lambs. But obviously, I don't think it's Jodie Foster going to be in it. I'll watch Where that is Jodie nice. Foster? I haven't seen her in a long time. Does she retire? Drink a nice Chianti and watch that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did because she has that one facial expression. And I think they've realized that that facial expression couldn't be utilized a lot. And then that Christian, uh, that girl off, off Twilight came in. Kristen so, Stewart. Yeah, it kind of took her took her job. She took her job. Pursed lips. And, yeah, you got to have that. Consternation. Consternation? Yes. I think that's a group of eagles, Constern- isn't it? <laughs> Consternation. I can't remember. <laughs> that's what happens when the queen, when she becomes queen, isn't it? Yes. This is the consternation of Her Majesty. And the Pope shows up, puts the crown on. <laughs> That's exactly. Pope uh, um, Benedict Cumberpatch. <laughs> Pope Benedict Cumberpatch. <laughs> yeah. People listen to us for facts. 
Well, I have a game I want to talk about, actually. And it's one that I uh, played last night solo. It is a game that I bypassed at BGG. Solo, meaning by yourself. Just, by for, just for the layman out there. What are you drinking? Um, martini. Shaken, kind? not stirred. Uh, it's a uh, gin, uh, Tangare, whatever the cheapest mm, bulk-sized yeah. gin I can buy is. I buy them yeah. in 55-gallon drums if I can. That Tangare's rough, man. <laughs> Just tap into it. and uh, Well, I mean, I put enough uh, uh, vermouth and uh, uh, olive juice and a little splash of lemon. I'm good to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you're drinking it out of a growler. That's what I was kind of worried about. You got a 32 ounce margarita. Over yeah, 32 I got a big martini. gulp. A big gulp martini. A big gulp martini. I think you got something going on there. When you want to feel classy, but you're a hillbilly. Give me one of them 64 ounces. I don't like martini glasses. I don't like the shape. They're top heavy. It's a big Much old like long stick. It's a big long stem, and it's just this big funnel shape at the top. And I don't know, I don't like them. I don't like them sticks or stems. I like that icky for all you uh, '90s rappers out there. I'm trying to get my mic set up. I'm sorry, my sound's goofing off on me. Uh, Sound good over here. I have a game I want to talk about, and thank you for properly making a martini with gin, as it should be, not vodka. Yeah, uh, yeah. You turned me on to the gin, and. uh, I haven't gone back. Yeah, I I really like uh, gin. Is actually the to me it's it's much that's the name of your wife, vodka. isn't it? Gin. Yeah, uh, it's much <laughs> superior to vodka. Uh, I, I, is- uh, hey, guess what? Gina just started vacuuming. <laughs> Are we <laughs> podcasting? Of course, time to vacuum. Time to vacuum. Of course, I mean that's what you I'll do. silence my microphone every time I get a chance. I- I just assume you must lay on the floor because anytime you go into our recording, our game room, that's when she starts vacuuming. So I just assume other times you're just sprawled out on the floor where she can't vacuum. Just uh, tracking mud through the house and then she vacuums as soon as I leave. I I Uh, can hear that vacuuming from here. I know, but I can, I'll delete most of it. Uh, But uh, I forgot what I was going to say. So continue on. The game. Oh, I keep drinking. I'll forget pretty much everything. Just let me make make sure I make this statement. One, gin is superior to vodka. I don't know why people drink vodka. You should just drink gin. Vodka is flavorless. It. It's fla- It's just. I mean, I, you can get flavored vodka, but and I'm maybe I'm speaking out of ignorance because I know there's a whole country that predominantly relies on vodka, but I just don't get vodka. It tastes like rubbing alcohol to me. The key word there that you used is rely. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, If you are a listener and you know of a good vodka and a reason for which I should drink it, I'm about to make an alcohol run. Uh, And so, boardgamesnobs at gmail.com, let me know. Uh, Anyways, so the game that I played last night solo, a game that I tried to avoid, it did not look interesting to me. I heard a lot of people say good things about it. A lot of people talked about it. It was one that I finally decided I'm going to play just for my own edification. But oh, it's a wonderful a world. Oh, I was going, what a wonderful world. Yes. And so I know I, I finally had to break down and play it in between our segments here. And 
It is been described as a seven wonders. It is been described. That's true. Seven wonders century spice road type game. Kind of smacks of Imperial settlers a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Uh, And so of course, none of those interest me that much. Uh, I'll back up and say that seven wonders. You back that thing on up. Well, I'll back it up there you because go. one of the seven wonders of board games is Seven Wonders. I think it's an amazing game in terms of its design. I can't think of a game that can play three or seven players as quickly as that. Uh, it's deck building. It's not deck building. It's drafting. And I don't like drafting. Yeah. And Seven Wonders is a great game. Hey, instead, instead of telling us things you don't like, I think it'd be faster to tell us something you do like. Every mechanism you mention, you don't like it. Well, I'm a snob. I'm <laughs> I'm distinguished. And and here's what I saw. So, all right, I'll do that. I will tell you something I do like. I like It's a Wonderful World. Oh, wow. I, uh, what about it? I, it's so similar to these other games you don't care for, but why is it different? Uh, do it's tell. What I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to figure out. So, all right. So, first Quick off, question. I read the rule How book, much gin did you book. have when you were playing it? That may have a bearing. I know. I, was, I, was, I have a rule about <laughs> learning a new game. This is the best game I've ever played. <laughs> I have a rule. I don't drink while I'm learning a game. Oh, there you go. Because uh, I end up teaching it wrong later uh, and missing key aspects of the game. Uh, it's a wonderful world. It perplexes me. So you're saying it, you really like it? I, I'm well. Well, let me say this: I played it l- three times solo already. Wow! And how how mean, long? Play, a, how long a game is it solo? It's not very long. It's about twenty to thirty minutes for me, and it is oh, it. It's, it's a good. nice solo. It's the type of solo I like to see in big board games that aren't meant to be played solo. Yeah. It's the type of solo that lets you experience the game and learn its strategies. And also playing it solo will make you a better multiplayer. Mm. Um Does it have so does it have like have a, a, a point that you need to like get to to be good or like what's the what's it winning? It actually has two different solo variants. There's the plain solo variant where it says if you get below 60, you suck. Above 60, you're good. Above 80, you're great. Above 100, you're a god. And <laughs> wow. It, actually, it says that, actually. Uh, so your your ego might be severely bruised or enhanced, depending on how right, you go in right. this game. And the second variant is it has specific scenarios that say, okay, put these cards in your tableau. You have to build these cards have these cards built and added into your empire before the end of the game. And then if you've done that, then score and see where you're at. And it teaches you specifically which cards work off each other in combo. And so um, I I have lost every game, every single game I've played, which to me is a sign of a good solo. If I don't blow it it away when I first play it, there means there's an in-depth strategy to it somewhere that I'm just not picking up on. I kind of don't like it when I beat a game solo, in, at least in the first five turns. Especially uh, the it, first turn. Like, if I was to beat... There is something I, I'm not even going to try and pretend I know what I played. But there's been games I've played solo, and it's like, oh, yeah, you won. I'm like, that was like the third time I tried. I don't. I, it's like not a very high bar. I remember the first time I won the Vanilla Pandemic, the base game of Pandemic. 
by myself to soloing it, and I felt like I had accomplished something because that game beat me so soundly. I then remember playing Pandemic Fall of Rome and beating it three times solo and thought, uh, this is insane. Yeah. This is way too yeah, easy. Yeah, I remember you complaining it, about that. Yeah. Uh, so, now, a vanilla pandemic sounds like a pandemic I could get behind. I don't want any diseases, <laughs> Every, but I will take some just, vanilla. <laughs> as long what as does a, that mean? Is everybody wear parachute pants? <laughs> like, and have that spiked up hair? T-shirts. Does everybody start turning taupe? As long as it's <laughs> what is that? vanilla as pandemic. Long, as long as it's not artificial. Don't want to mess with those anuses. Oh, that's right. Oh, that was <laughs> callback. Um, VBA. So, and it's, in the house tonight. And it's a wonderful world. You, the bait, the multiplayer game is you take seven cards and you pass them around the table and you draft them. Very much like Seven Wonders. And then, very simply, the mechanisms are you have a card in your hand, you can play it down into your construction area, or you discard it and you just get the resources off of it. And the resources are these colored cubes that are all out in the middle, and you're just trying to satisfy these cubes on this card to have it built. And so it's like, all right, I'm going to build this military base, and it requires two gray and one black cube. And so it's out in my construction area. And then I'm looking at my hand, I'm going, okay, I'm going to get rid of this card because it gives me a black cube. I'm going to put that black cube on my military base. I'm going to get rid of this card because it gives me a gray cube. I'm going to put it on my military base. I love explanations over the internet. And it's just, it's just, it's cube pushing. Ah. It's simple cube pushing. Pushing a cube. And it all happens simultaneously in the multiplayer game because you can't affect each other while you're doing it. You're just doing your thing. I'm, you're, you're all just sitting there shuffling your cards around. So the only player interaction comes from that drafting, which is not doesn't seem like that would be very engaging. But I haven't played the multiplayer, so there you go. And uh, then um, you simply go go into a production round where the cards that you have built are on top of your little uh, your little uh, city that you have, and it just produces those cubes, and you put those cubes in the cards, you do that for four rounds, the game's over. Oh, good. Uh, there's another one that uh, people talk about being similar to, I believe, Seven Wonders, and that's that Hadara, and mm-hmm. like lots of people like it, and I wonder if the same might be true of it. Like, we, we, me and you have kind of, like, turned our noses up at it because it was related to as something similar to seven wonders, which like you said, we don't mind seven wonders, but it's just not our cup of tea really. But maybe it's another wonderful world. And we're like, huh, you know what? This is similar, but it's better. We like it. Well, I will say this. I have not played. It's a wonderful world. Other than solo. If I had to pick it right now over seven wonders, my thoughts on it against seven wonders and Century Spice Road, and it's very similar to those two. I prefer this over them, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, matter I'm of fact, sure I will, too, because miraculously, our tastes align quite a bit. I, I'm just shocked that I like it so much solo. Well, and the way that it gets around the drafting in the solo is very interesting. You have a it, you, you separate these decks out. And on your turn, you just pick this deck up of cards, and you can discard some of those cards to draw some cards from the main deck to find the... I'm trying to dig for cards, trying to find the card that you want. You just do this over so many rounds, and then you score. But you're very much trying to build the right cards and get rid of the ones you don't want. It's just very... It's very, very simple, but the way that the cards combo are is very interesting. Did you know 
the word discard has the word card in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Is this banter? This banter section. Your banter sections have <laughs> hey. gone down terribly <laughs> so. They've uh, been I'm affected by the pandemic. <laughs> I wanted a, a quick shout out to Bill Jazzer. He sent us an email. That's not his regarding wrong. regarding our Star Wars RPG podcast. Does he have jazzer hands? Yeah, I'm sure he does. Says snobs. I just listened to the two Star Wars RPG episodes. Very funny. Of course. If you ever think of doing this again, may I suggest Paranoia RPG, which is played strictly for laughs. Take care and be safe, Bill. I've never heard of Paranoia RPG. Have you? Mm-mm. Mm, but apparently, can't say I have either. I mean, it's played strictly for laughs, but that's pretty much what we did at the Star Wars RPG. We were riding tauntauns and giant chickens or something. I can't even remember. You killed a cat. Killed a cat. That's right. I killed the cat. You killed, you killed the cat. Kiki. Um, I wanted to say. Uh, uh, oh, and that cat's coming along famously. Uh, I, I'm painting them both differently. Can you see this? Can you tell the intense oh, detail yeah. on that cat? Yeah. <laughs> You do got it painted. Is that from a peril yeah. assault? Yeah, that's from a peril assault. He's not done yet. I've still got to do some <clears throat> details on him. I I primed him black. I primed this one white, and the color's more vibrant on this one, and I'm liking it better. And so it started off. I primed him a different uh, base, and so I'm I'm trying that out. But I really like that. It looked like it'd be a pain to paint. Uh, yeah. But I've got him knocked out. I got the you uh, got a bunch of those. Well, we're gonna have to play Imperial Assault one of these days. I know. Give me when this by the time this lockdown's over, I'm gonna have the Imperial Assault thing done. Okay, Good. so uh, we also had a winner for our secret cabal. I spun a uh, virtual wheel, and Devin for Harris our won. Cabal? Oh wait, what? Oh, I'm re- what? <laughs> for our what? I'm I'm looking at his email, and he mentions it. Go ahead, uh, Steve. So, uh, <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. Uh, uh, Look, Stronghold Games makes the best games ever. <laughs> Sponsored by Stronghold. No, Steve's not a fan of ours. Uh, says <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Woohoo! I'm so excited to be a winner. I bought some proper twelve yesterday that must have sent out the good vibes." There you go. But honestly, okay. Now he's he goes into a lot of flattery of us, which I appreciate very much. He talks about how great we are. Um, but he says, you two are the type of people that I want to have a drink with. Sure. Attending a secret cabal who meet up with a few hundred people would be fun, but I'd rather be sitting at a table shooting the, uh, I'll edit this for family purposes, the crap with you guys. And then, uh, so, uh, yeah, Devin Harris won a used and abused copy of Sashi and Sashi coffee roasters. Uh, and then, uh, we just got an email from the soul train. He's, this is regarding my pod solo, so I may have to just break off on my own, Jerry. This may be it for board game snobs. Go he ahead, says, Justin Timberlake. He said, I won't leave you, Joey Fat One. I need a load. He said, Gobby, best episode ever. That's what he Whoa. said. That's what he said. Best episode. I don't need you. You're dragging me down. I'm sure he met your best solo episode. <laughs> Naomi and I were in tears on our drive around Seattle. See, I don't know if those are sad tears or happy tears. 
Zoinka, Zoinka, autograph with a note would be ideal. So sadly, Soul Train, <laughs> you uh, you missed the boat a little bit. That's already been given away. But Jerry does have a copy, and he said he'd give it to somebody he likes. So mm. I already sent Soul Train something. Oh, that's but right. yes, I'm giving away my Stronghold Games edition. Of <laughs> Sponsored, oh, by Stronghold. <laughs> Sponsored by Stronghold Games. Not uh, really. I got to stop making fun of them. They have more fans than we do. Yes. Um. Yeah, I think we had like nine or ten emails for my roasters. And then uh, somebody on our Facebook, John Williams, was he the conductor? Did he? Did you? Did you write the music for Star Wars? Uh, uh, it is John William, no S, a singular William, Bill, John Bill. I enjoy the plural William. <laughs> we enjoy multiple Williamses. Uh, um, congratulations to Jason Dinger. Uh, his game got picked up by none other than Stronghold Games. Oh yeah, and Spielworks. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that'll be interesting to see his uh, his fishing fishing game. I do have it's a I do it. have another. Uh, did you know? Hit did me with you it. know? The Empire State Building was originally designed to be what? Uh, it was originally designed to be a, like a radio tower, wasn't it, or something like that? Well, this says according to Ranker dot com. A blimp airport. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Not a Zeppelin airport? Uh, They've they've been calling them didgeridoos. Dieringers? Something. Didgeridoos is an Australian thing. Didgeridoos is a thing that goes... Yes. Those are flying in. (laughs) You can hear them coming a mile away. Comes another one. Didgeridoos are highly underrated... Air instrument. Yes. Thank Highly you. Under- Get it? What? What'd you say? All right. Moving on. Hidden above its 102nd floor, the Empire State Building has a historical secret, a blimp parking spot. In the late 1920s, as uh, Germany apparently, I guess Germany kind of got the whole blimp thing going. Didn't take off. <laughs> <laughs> Hindenburg joke, two cents. <laughs> uh, but apparently it says the Empire, the mast only ever saw three minutes of genuine connection with a blimp before the project was skipped over and forgotten altogether. The Hindenburg did not help. No. The most thing, what I know, what I know most about the Hindenburg disaster is based on the TV show, Time the Hindenburg disaster. <laughs> no, time is that one where they like went back and forth in that big sphere. Sphere, Sph- a sphere. sphere. They went back and forth. <laughs> Stop the it. Michael Crichton book sphere. No, no. Uh, they were going back and forth trying to protect time from like this other group of people that was like trying to ruin stuff. And you're like, who's what? Who's good? Time something. Timeline. Time no. sphere. Oh, my God. I can't I think know. of the name of the show. I, de- I just can barely say sphere. Sphere. <laughs> uh, time. Cops. Time. Hey, what is your favorite time travel movie? Ooh. Movie or show? Movie. Well, movie? I mean, 
besides not, Back to the Future. There's not that many time travel shows. I mean, you have, I guess there are quite a few if you put in all the like Netflix stuff. Uh, I watched uh, the one that's the low budget uh, movie Primer. Yeah. Which was really good. Um, but, but really, I mean, you have to really pay attention and kind of be into that type of thing. It, uh, it's yeah, not that, for everybody. No, it's Primer good. was good. It's um, like the most realistic version of time travel. It's like, yeah. This really doesn't turn out to be all that great. Besides the fact that it's like two guys that build it in a uh, you, you know, storage building. Um, what was the other one? There's, There's a bunch one. of them. I, I, I'm sure I'm forgetting it. I'm sure there's one that's just I'm not I'm not not coming up with. Uh, speaking of time travel or time elements, uh, they're talking about Tenet. Oh, oh yeah, uh, Christopher that looks Nolan interesting. Show coming coming in uh, to theaters, and so I'll be interested in seeing if they actually do because uh, that was like my the the one show I was wanting to see this year. I'll be interested in seeing if it comes around. The one I, I really liked, and it bombed, but I liked what it did with it, was The Time Machine with Guy Pierce. Oh, that ruined Guy Pierce's career. <laughs> As did the, uh, oh, the dude that's the comedian that always tries to Orlando be Orlando Jones. Orlando Jones. What is Orlando Jones doing? Nothing. <laughs> collecting, <He's>, he, <laughs> collecting, uh, uh, furlough pay. I'm assuming. Yeah, he got that check from Evolution with oh, uh, Duchovny, David Duchovny. Yes, and that's it. He's just sitting around. Uh, he also did some other movie called Primeval about a giant crocodile inspired by true events and Lake Placid. Pretty much. Um, Frequency. Oh, love Frequency. That's Didn't I beg one. you to show that to Charday? Yes, but she has seen it. I love Frequency. I saw that in the movie theater and was, ah, man. Frequency is good. But one of my favorites is, um, now I've lost it. Lost in Space? Mm -mm. That's a good one, too, for humorous. Oh, not Lost in Space. Good Lord, no. (laughs) Where is it? I'm looking for it. I'll cut all this out if I have to. You go uh, ahead, cut it out. Uh, <laughs> cut that out. Where is it? It's no, it's it's uh, it's not in here. I guess it's it's a Christopher Reeve movie, and basically he thinks himself to the past. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. It's like called Somewhere in Time or something. He just sits around thinking about it. And no, it he goes into this room and they like take out anything from the present. They put him in like, I forget. It's like probably like 19, early 1900s clothing. And he lay, gets in that clothing. He lays down and just thinks himself to the past. <laughs> and he falls in love. And then, like, at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, he reaches in his pocket and doesn't forgets he had a penny. He had a penny from the future in there. And it propels him back to the future. And he is just, like, heartbroken. It's, like, super sad. But it is a really cool movie. I, I thought myself into the past once. <laughs> I was uh, I fell asleep in my dad's study, and there was a big grandfather clock in there, and I just sat there concentrating on it, and I woke up at a Cracker Barrel. 
I bought some licorice and some cream soda and went on home. Oh, another great uh, time travel movie. Somewhere one in time. That's it. 1980. About. One that you is more, way more heartbreaking than any Christopher Reeve Penny love story. What? I'll tell you one right now. Are you ready for it? Uh, dun, 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 dun. It's currently rated as one of his worst movies ever, but I will argue this to the death. You know why? Because like him, I am forever young. Mel Gibson. Have you ever watched that? Which one? Forever Young? Forever oh, yeah, Young. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that in the theater here in yes. Paris, Texas. He's heartbroken because his girlfriend gets run over, so he does what anybody would do. He freezes himself. He froze himself. In his buddy's science project an and then box. wakes up in the 90s. <laughs> Demolition Man. They're making. A, they're wanting to make a part two. Uh, the the most unrealistic well actually the most realistic thing about Demolition Man was the fact that all the restaurants closed down but Taco Bell but true I think if they had to do it it would probably they be won Chick-fil-A. the fast food wars I think Chick Fil A would survive and there's something about seashells and uh, wiping yourself toilet paper wise well yeah don't you didn't you ever go to anyone's bathrooms and they have those three seashells <laughs> little soap things never seen it never seen you've it. never seen that no. Oh, uh, man, where are you from? Oh, you're from Brazil. Brazil. Let's see. What else do I got here? Do you have something else? Uh, besides It's a Wonderful World oh, and that oh, I am, I, if I had to give a tentative rating on it prior a to tenet, playing it multiplayer. rating on it? Yes. I would say that if you like Seven Wonders, if you like Century Spice Road and all that stuff, throw that stuff in the trash <laughs> and go buy It's a Wonderful World. I think it actually is going to tickle part of your brain. And by throw it in the it, trash, we mean give it to somebody that's just getting into gaming and they will think it's amazing. Right. I actually thought that it's it's decent rule book, light on the rules, heavy on the combos. It's, you know, it's one of those things. Um, This is a topic of conversation that we had mentioned previously. Goes along with what I just said. Give it to somebody new in the game and they'll think it's amazing. Uh, we had discussed once upon a time about how people just getting into the hobby, you might ask them, what's the best game you've ever played? And they would say, what? Oh, Catan. Catan, Ticket to Ride, Carcassonne. But uh, they have no frame of reference. It's very limited. Their experience, their knowledge is not where an experienced person, like, like you said with... Uh, when we first started drinking whiskey, Evan Williams. I mean, that's the good cheap stuff right there, right? Now we know better. We know better. So to have people recommend things is uh, you kind of have to know their experience as a gamer. Right. So well, I think that's important. Uh, people's experience. I'm adjusting my camera so you can see me better. Yeah, all, I see is the, all I see is your luscious locks. Oh, oh I see a bare leg. Are you in shorts? Now I'm naked. <laughs> I have never seen your leg. What? I have ne- you wear khakis every time you come over here. I've never seen a bare leg. But when I'm in, when I'm home, man, it's it's speedos or nothing. I embrace that oh, European living. You are really white. <laughs> it's the vanilla virus. You got the, the vanilla, vanilla virus. pandemic. <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't go outside. I just take vitamin D. There you go. You have a tanning bed. <laughs> I can see you being a tanning bed type of guy. Do you I remember those tan. people? Wasn't that like a nineties thing? Everybody had tanning yeah. beds. Yeah. And you're like, which is not 
which it was big in this part because you know the sun. Oh yeah, because we don't have the sun. We don't have the sun in the south. Uh, so like people recommending games, I often will see someone who will say this game is awesome and so forth. And it tends to be people who are getting into the hobby, what they like at the time. That it's it's whatever they've gotten their hands on. That's what they're very vocal about. Yeah. And I find that some people kind of plateau in what is their level of game. And there's nothing wrong with this. This is going to sound very gatekeeper, snobbish, gatekeeping, snobbish. Hashtag gatekeeping. If, if you like light games, there's nothing wrong with liking light games. There's nothing wrong with that's all that you enjoy or medium weight games or even heavy games, whatever it might be. Uh, but it's odd that it seems like the vast amount of people in the board game community like lighter games, yeah. light to midweight games rather than heavier games. And they, they tend to be very vocal uh, about games that are just that, like Wingspan. There's nothing wrong with Wingspan. Good game. It's, it's Solid. It's getting, a, getting a, a lot of love from people who like these types of lighter games, just like Azul. People love Azul. Good game. Uh, and you've seen that I, throughout history and, of board uh, games. Those are like... What was the first one you mentioned? Oh, Wingspan. Uh, my wife hasn't played that, but I play uh, Azul. That's one of the few games Gina and like likes playing. Mm-hmm. Her frame of reference is limited. She has well, played Ticket like- to Ride. She's played Carcassonne. And I've just said this on this podcast before. She says she doesn't like to think hard in games. She just it, she doesn't enjoy that. She wants to relax and take it easy. So I love the think hard. I love the try hard. Die hard. Which is me. With a vengeance. My wife's never watched Die Hard. She told me that last night. Uh, well, she wanted to watch a family show. <laughs> Did you say, and okay, well, with the kids. Let's see. And I recommended Die Hard. <laughs> and she's like, no. She says, I've never watched that. And then and we end up watching Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, <laughs> with, which, of course, my eight year old. That's nearly who's, the same like, thing. My eight-year-old, who's dyslexic, read the title of the show when it came on, and she did not say Chitty Chitty, mm. and that just made the show for oh, me. Oh, that's amazing. That's yes. amazing. <laughs> so. I loved freak. I will say, when I was your children's age, I freaking loved Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Wow. Dick Van with- Dyke is a, is a, is oh, a national treasure. He was in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Mary Poppins. Uh, that's, about all, that's about all I can think of. But he was in more. Tell you, the other day, I told my wife, I said, I'm going to send you a dick pic. And I just sent a picture of Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> and now that's like my thing. It's like that random times I'll text her and say, I'm going to send you a dick pic. And it's followed up with Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> I highly recommend doing hey, this. Hey, you know what? Every Richard I've ever known is a dick. I don't know why that became a shorthanded term for that. <laughs> I, I actually went to this website that was talking about names and the nickname for them. And that's very odd. Like William, why is it Bill and not Will? I don't know. I mean, there I are guys know. you call Will, but like William has shortened to Bill. Richard, Dick, not even close. I don't get it. It's weird. I don't get it. Who decides this? Whenever we get if on, you had to pick a shorthand <laughs> for your name, what would it be? Oh, it is Gobby. That is your nickname. That is your shorthand. Uh, what would be my shorthand? Uh, I call you Jer Bear. That's weird <laughs> what would be the shorthand for i don't know i don't know um jer, jer? 
I mean, usually it's a shortened, but it, yeah, Ger- Gerald. Well, see, like your name is uh, Gerald. Is your name Gerald? No, you're right. Jerry is the shorthand of Gerald. But it's the same amount of syllables. It makes no sense. But Gerald sounds like you're like a insurance salesman. Jerry's like, yeah, back <laughs> in the 20s, you owned a ton Gerald at the, I'm Gerald at the office, Jerry at the club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My wife one time said, she says, all the Jerry's I know are either uh, uh, <laughs> sex offenders or pawn shop owners. She says, you're the youngest Jerry I've ever heard of. There's nobody <laughs> named Jerry anymore. And it is. You never hear anybody with Rick and Morty it's doesn't help with your name, by the way way what rick and morty jerry he's like oh jerry rick and morty did great rick and morty brought it back yeah but he's just such a loser weirdo no, he's not jerry's not a loser hey, are you kidding me jerry's jerry? keeping it together <laughs> he's fighting to keep his marriage his job all this stuff going oh. around him mm-hmm. jerry's keeping it together jerry's the man chris parnell so where are your children they're not going in and out of the door I threatened them. I said, you'll go outside, you find something to do, you and don't come back in here. <laughs> there you go. The Daddy mowing the yard. Time. Every time you every time I ask what you're doing, Daddy's making me mow the yard. <laughs> well, I gave him I give him scissors. We don't have a lot of <laughs> You're gonna cut the grass just like I had to cut the grass. <sighs> no, they're outside. Um the neighbors have some cattle and they're out uh looking at the cows, the baby cows and all that come up to the backyard back to the fence and they're out there looking at the cows cows are such a majestic creature (laughs) they're so tasty but they are such a majestic creature like i don't they are i don't know they are are. uh let me i'll need to clear out some of my uh i've discussed the empire state building cows don't look smart but i think if they were uh, i think i don't know they just they seem like they're uh they got it figured out they're just thinking. I think they're. I think they chew on grass and think. I do too. I'm gonna die. <laughs> I'm gonna. Well, I'm, I'm not gonna too be, long. I'm gonna be at the butcher's. <laughs> I'm gonna be a hamburger here. Not too long. That's very dark. Um, very very dark. Let me check this Twitter. See what I. I save things. I don't know what I say. Oh, did you see that the uh, the mountain from Game of Thrones just broke the deadlift record? I saw that, like a thousand pounds or something like that. One thousand one hundred five pounds is what it says here on Twitter. Can you imagine being that strong? No, I cannot. But, I mean, do you lose? I've wondered. He's this. like six nine, and I don't know. He's just a and as somebody who could bench press all of one ten, I would like to say, <laughs> I would like to ask people who are that strong. Because I used to uh, squat. I used to do with my legs. <laughs> yeah, and, well. uh, I, why are you laughing? Now you see, I used to cycle a lot, and so that's why my thighs are so. Like I've got these massive thigh master crusher watermelon with my thighs. Oh yeah, I used to cycle. that's not what I'm seeing from this vantage point. That's my calves. Have you seen my thighs? Look at that! Look at that! You see that calf muscle right there? Look at that right there! Look at that! Look! Look through your camera and look at this. That is a well-defined Those calf are muscle. Some milky People try thighs. to get that. So, anyways, I used to be able to squat and do the uh, what, what you call it when you push with your with your leg uh, press with your legs press yes. uh, a lot a lot. 
But like when you're that big and you can lift that much, do you have to tone it down when you're doing everyday activities? I mean, do you like try to open a bag of chips and just rip it in two? <laughs> like Superman? <laughs> do you try to open a Coke and just smash it? I mean, what? I mean, really, do you have to tone it down? You go to shake can somebody's you, can hand you open and open these them? jar of pickles for me. Oh, crush. He just smashes <laughs> the jar in his hands. <laughs> I, I mean, really, do you have to stop yourself from hurting somebody? That's what I'd like to know. Uh, um, I don't think so. You're not you superhuman, so? huh? You're not superhuman. I uh, mean, he kind of he kind of is, but you're above average. <laughs> you're definitely above average. Eleven hundred pounds. You're telling me that man lifted a Volkswagen, <laughs> and you're saying, "Oh, you're not superhuman." I think you are. But he was like, like purposely putting forth extra effort. I mean, it doesn't count. He was putting forth extra efforts. If, if I put forth a lot of effort, I'm sure I could get there pretty shortly. Get to 1,100 pounds? Yes, in my weight, in my girth. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I lifted gummy. <laughs> I, I got off the couch. I lifted 1,100 pounds. 1,100 pounds. I've always been afraid that I would eventually be one of those people that they like have to crane out of the house. <laughs> As they cut the roof off. And they cut the roof off. Well, we got to get him. Here's the thing. It's like you call for an ambulance, and then when they're cutting the roof off and craning you out, as soon as you get outside, you're like, no, I don't need to go to the hospital. Where is Golden Corral? (laughs) Where is the nearest buffet? I'm going to put Uh, them out of business. I'm not far. I need to get myself together. This pandemic. you would. You know, this pandemic has not helped. Well, like... We would think that oh, Gina's vacuuming again. She never stops vacuuming. That's what your problem is. You'd lose <laughs> weight if she'd stop vacuuming. She. This is the thing. Gina works nonstop. Like she's like her mother. I've said this before. She's always busy doing something. I am not. I am comfortable <laughs> on the couch. <laughs> she just like if she sits down, she's asleep. She's done. She's bored. But like. For me to sit down, like that's my primary position. That's what I'm ready to relax and go to assume the position. Assume the position. Ready to watch TV. Oh man, I don't know. I, I think that you I've, I use this pandemic as a uh, springboard for your. Well, you've been riding your bike. I rode it once. Well, you rode it for I like eight miles. I should have rode it this weekend, but guess what? I didn't. Well, maybe you need to get get your act together. I do need. To, I definitely do need to get my act together. But it's like okay, instead so, of it being two o'clock on a Sunday, drinking, I'm drinking vodka, a big gin martinis, <laughs> podcasted. Maybe hey, that's your problem. Hey, hey. <laughs> <not> my fault. <laughs> maybe that's your problem. Hang uh, on a second. Let me finish this up. <laughs> Uh, Is that? Are you a drinking out of a Yeti? Uh, I have a Yeti tumbler, and it keeps my ice super chill. And so all I like to do is put ice in it, or get it cooled off, and then if I don't want a drink that has ice, I can pour it in it, and it will chill it, but it won't dilute it. Oh, everybody Does that make sense? Yeah, I like it chilled, but I don't like it diluted. Time to kick some ice. Much like this conversation. Are we done? I think so. I'm, I'm doing Arnold references. I've already done so. I guess so. Uh, we've went fairly long. 
I got eight by ice. <laughs> okay. Jerry oh, crunching on ice. When Jerry starts crunching on ice, it's time to tune out. I appreciate everybody that uh, has written in here lately. I've tried to get our Facebook group going a little bit more, and it's doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. <laughs> Put your leg down. Look at this thigh. I Look at this calf muscle. I don't want to see this your This is a thigh. great calf muscle. It's a little too close to your groin. I can't change your, adjust your camera. No, this is my comfortable. <laughs> you can't have me at my best. Or my worst, you can't have me at my best. This is what I'm like at home. <laughs> this is me. I'm an essential uh, worker. <laughs> this is how I relax. Oh, I'm so ready for this to be over so I can play a game with you and Enrique. I never thought I'd miss Enrique this much. I don't know if he's even alive. You said he was the other day. I checked on him last week. I haven't been able to check on him this week. All right. Go check on your children. They're scissoring up your yard quite a bit. They're doing a great job. <laughs> they probably put. They probably chiseled out "send help" like so the airplanes can see as they cross over. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're having a fun time. I'm sure they are. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this one. Until next time, I holler at you later. I guess. Look at these thighs. No. Bye. They're solid. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy.